today. This is Darcy, by the way, the host of this wonderful podcast is Andrew. Hey, yo. Andrew's hosted? Wow. No. Oh. I said I Darcy's host. Okay. And with me is Andrew. Hey. And Andy. What's up? And Paul. Hey. And that means this is Northview Extra Podcast, episode number 221. And right off the bat, we, and I mean collective we, need to apologize for last week's podcast mm. where the sound was kind of a little bit in and out. We are trying something new and different and supposed to be improved. And in hindsight, it was not. And so with that behind us, we're trying again something new and bold and out there and seeing if this works better. So hopefully, once this gets to you, it just sounds wonderful. Because we each have futuristic looking microphones right in front of our face. Except for Paul. His looks like an old, <laughs> like just one that came Mine out is beat. Garbage can. But, but he has Straight a cool Beerstein coffee mug next to him. <laughs> you know, he is a teaching I refuse to so. speak into that microphone, so I have this lovely one over here. Andy had to have the new one, the newest one. It was in his rider. <laughs> yeah. It just makes sense, green guys. green M&Ms. So. Yeah. Yep. But, uh, Paul, just before we start here, you want to lay down a funky beat for us? Paul beatboxes. I, That's, uh, I had no idea. Well, you know, right before we started this, you actually sing, too. Can you just give us a little yeah. bit? Yeah. No. That's right. No, that, you, made me, you made me promise I would never do that actually, again. Actually, I did. I did. I actually, please so. never sing that song again. So, welcome to the podcast. And, and just want to get right out there. If you have any questions, please send them to extra at norfew.org. We would love to hear from you. And also, just what you think of the sound quality of this podcast would be very helpful to us. But we should get right into it. How about the Blue Jays? Oh, they are on a tear, except for last night. Yeah. Had a bit of a stinker, but... Yeah. But apart from that... No, I have nothing, I have nothing to say room. about the Blue Jays. Really? I, they are dead to me. Are you not... No, you're not a Canadian. I... No. Are you not... Oh, oh my. Oh. Are you going to get onto this... Because they're Canada's being team, we know. Canada's team? <laughs> well, it is the only baseball team we have in Canada. Yeah, but... but... I salute every time I see a Maple Leaf, okay? But Do you really? Yeah, do you absolutely. Canada. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I have a maple tree in my backyard, so that makes that's me a lot Canadian. of saluting. That's a lot of saluting. Yeah, that's a lot of saluting. So you're not a Canadian? No. no. Are you wanting to be a Canadian? Uh, you know, that's a good question. And every American wrestles with that because there's a strict allegiance as, uh, Paul, you're... To the Stars and Stripes? That's right. Mm. That's right. Mm. But are you using My mom our... would quite disown me. Are you using fact. our health care? Oh, absolutely. Who do you pay taxes to? Uh, absolutely, I'm. I'm pay- actually, I pay to both Canada and the U.S. And so, if anything, that's, that's a that's bonk. actually quite a double bonus. an encouragement to uh, become a Canadian. Pick and, a side, Americans. He's working twice. in another country, and they're still garnishing his wages. Unbelievable. Wow. Oh, what about country. your sons? Are they dual? They're dual. Wow. Yeah, it's a burden that I have placed upon them. So they they can they can remain dual though. They can, but they're going to have to pay taxes and vote <laughs> when they turn 18. Lord help them. Honks. Wow. <laughs> you, Paul, you're yeah. a Canadian. Though. Yes, like you I am. You're a Canadian boy. You just yeah. don't believe live in down baseball. There. And loves the, Chick-fil-A. Don't, you don't like, believe in baseball. I like baseball. And Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A. Of course I like Chick-fil-A. Oh, Chick-fil-A. But, um, yeah, no, you go back, what, 22 years ago, the last time the Blue Jays made the playoffs? Um, something like that, isn't it? Uh, yeah. yeah. Maybe no, no. Isn't <laughs> yeah, it, is seriously. It 
93. Yeah, 93. Yeah. That's it. Holy. Anyways, yeah, anyway, what anyway, were saying? No, I had a... I love them. Um, I love that whole run they did back then when I was in high school. I was following it through and everything. Um, but since then, um, as I've matured. Um, wow. <laughs> okay, let's no, get right on to the question here. I'm just more, I have more allegiance to teams in the West than teams in the East. That's, so, what baseball It's more of an East Coast, West Coast for? thing. You what dig? Western Canadian team in baseball do you cheer for? <laughs> That's right. What what? <laughs> Calgary okay, Flames. We're gonna go we're gonna go right into a question here. Uh, Psalm fifty one five. Now, if you came to um, Northview this weekend to the Abbotsford campus, um, we would have concluded the bumper sticker series um, uh, sermon series, but of course there was no church because the power was out and it's just not safe to be in the building. Um, and so this question has to do with a, um, maybe a verse that could have been a bumper sticker series sermon thing. So, uh, Psalm 51, five, Andy, do you want to read that? Yeah. It says, behold, this is David speaking, behold, I was brought forth in iniquity and in sin did my mother conceive me. So I guess, I guess the, the listeners asking is this verse have to do with like is it proof about original sin that we're all well, born into sin well I, th- I think what the i was just reading this uh email that was sent in and i and they're bringing up an interesting question during the bumper sticker series we were looking at the context of the passage to bring more light to it and and it seems to me here in this email the listeners saying you know you can actually go too far with the with that in in that you uh, take it out of context and so one of the ideas being is David here speaking of original sin when he writes Psalms 51.5 but it would be helpful to talk about the context of this particular psalm in that um, this is just after his sin with Bathsheba and so this is a psalm of mourning of repenting of um Sorrow. So is David thinking of his sin and then just going right back? The sin is so great in me. It's right from birth that that I've struggled with sin. That's what it looks like. So is it proof for original sin or is it just David's mutterings about it? Well, I mean, when you're dealing with when you're dealing with God's word, I mean, it's, it's not a it's not a proverb. Right. This is this is in the Psalms, and David is writing um, basically this prayer, like Andrew just said, of repentance and um, confessing his sin to God. And he's, yeah, he's going back to talk about his sin from birth. I mean, he's in sin. Did my mother conceive me? He's not talking about his the relationship his mother had. It's not like he's saying I'm an illegitimate son of somebody or something like that. He's he's talking about his own sin. So, yeah, I mean to to say that you, for him to say that he is, um, in sin from his conception, I mean that that does seem to say that we are sinful from birth which is following through and a repercussion of Adam's sin and the curse. Which, by the way, I find Luther 
actually is, is very helpful. He gives a helpful analogy on the topic of original sin for those people who struggle with how could I be born into sin or how could I be responsible for the sins of, of my parents. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and really, it, you know, it comes back. I, I did one of the sermons on the bumper stickers, which was uh, Wings Like Eagles, and I talk about the Israelites being in captivity. And this is an idea that David and the Israelites would have been very familiar with, the fact that the sins of, of your forefathers or your parents, that you could be paying for those sins in, in the idea that you've been born into captivity. And this mm-hmm. is the idea that Luther picks up, mm. that, that you've been born into captivity to evil, uh, that, that, the, that we were kicked out of the garden because mm. of evil, that paradise was lost. And, and that we are an exile to evil. And, and that is the condition that we find ourselves being born into. And this is this idea of, of original sin. Now, one mm-hmm. of the things that you'll find in the Bible is, and I believe this is obviously the work of God, is to, is to give us these different ways to understand spiritual truths. And Paul does this quite often when he'll share the gospel from different vantage points, whether that be using the legal system to talk about uh, the gospel. Mm-hmm or the slave system to talk about the gospel, right? He uses different ways that we physically understand things to understand these deep spiritual truths. And, and so this is this idea of being in exile is, is one of these ways that you can understand that we've been mm-hmm. born into sin. And, and here David is, is, is talking on this, this sin that he was born into that we're all born into. I think, too, um, when he goes on farther, verse 5 and, and following, he talks about um, verse, yeah, verse nine. Hide your face from my sins and blot out all my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. I think of times when I've wronged somebody or sinned against somebody, like for example, my wife. It's which never happens, but if it were to happen, of course, of course, hypothetically, of course. Of course. Um, you know, it, you, you're so uh, sorrowful of, of what you've done, and honey, I'm so sorry. I've done this before, and. I'll, I'll probably do it again, and I'm really sorry, and I don't mean to. And so you're kind of almost running your mouth, but in a good way, going talking about just how wretched you are and how undeserving you are of your wife's forgiveness. And so I think uh, a little bit that this is kind of what David is doing is he's saying, um, "Hide your face from my sins." You know, um, in sin did my mother conceive me, and he and he's and he's going on recognizing how how sinful he really is. You know, it's helpful to understand the Hebrew word for sin. Uh, the Hebrew word for sin means literally this bent, that you are bent towards sin, that, that, that there's something in you that is drawn to evil. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and I think when you, when you think of it in that way, it, it, it makes a little more sense. Mm. Yeah. Thank you for that Hebrew update. Any, <laughs> uh, any other languages you know? <clears throat> Do you know French? One of the two. I took I took, Span- I took Spanish in in university. Hola. Yeah. Como estás? Uh, maybe. I don't know. Is that right? See. Si. Tu madre madre es loca. Your mother is crazy. Ah, no. Tu madre. <laughs> oh, my mother. Is <laughs> yeah, crazy. yeah. Great. Appreciate that. Yeah. Gitch, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. See. <laughs> See. Si. Let's leave our mothers out of this. <laughs> All right. We want to. Uh, we want to move on to another question that affects three of us here anyway, because one of us can't vote. Mm. That would be me, by the way, if anybody's <laughs> yeah, nobody, sure Nobody saw that. Darcy that... turn his head with a look at Andy <laughs> yeah. there. Just so a look know. of Canadian disgust. Are we going to video one of these some, one of these times? We have, actually, have we? in the past, yeah. It could be like one of those really boring sports talk 
shows. Yeah, I get a kick out of those shows. guys yeah. sit in front of the radio with uh, in a microphone with a MacBook, mm-hmm. and it's just a show, three hour show of him. Yeah, talking. And he, probably, he probably went, "Hey, we should record this. People would care." <laughs> and that's what we said. Yeah, we recorded one, and, went, and they don't. I'm not sure anybody cares. <laughs> yeah, no. I think that was episode 100 actually, and 200 and 200. Just couple months ago so we're only uh 79 away from doing it again so oh, fantastic awesome, 79 yeah. weeks you will be here maybe <laughs> yeah i know i, I guess God's i grace probably still refuse patience you yes will right. yeah <laughs> all right so this question um is about the elections coming up this fall in canada mm. because the u.s election is the following year is it, you know right? what it's funny when i I mean, are there elections actually happening here in Canada? <laughs> no, like, we don't do that. I, I, I know, right? It, it's ridiculous, isn't it? How yeah. much of the news is all about the U.S. elections. Yeah, yeah. It, it's been, Trump has literally even trumped Canadian <laughs> politics. That's punny. Yeah, thank you. Pun intended. Yeah, that's, that's good. What would that be in Hebrew? Hi, <laughs> uh, Extra. With the elections coming up this fall and the importance of participating in the voting system... Should Northview hold an event or a discussion to talk about voting decisions for a Christian or from a Christian perspective of voting? So should we should we, you know, have a time where we gather together and just talk about the importance of voting and what you should look for in a candidate? Mm-hmm. Do you know what's funny about that question? Uh, now, I don't know how it is here in Canada, but when when I heard you, that. How long have you lived in Canada? Almost 18 years, by the way. I, I am coming very close I moved here when I was 19, so mm-hmm. I'm coming very close to have been, having been as long in Canada as I have the U.S. Which means you're almost 40. I just did the math. Oh, I'm 36. Well, that's close. Yeah. So you got two years. Good. Uh, so. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Apparently nobody can do math yeah, here. Apparently. No, until he's been here as long no, as no, he lived here. That's right. Until. Two years. Exactly. Hey, so. You actually had something to say. Yeah, I did, and it's important. When I, as I was listening to that, it was kind of funny because the American in me recoils and, and that I'm, I'm 99% sure that that's actually illegal in the United States. That, well, it's illegal to say who to vote for. Yeah, I think it's illegal to even encourage who sh- you should vote for yes. as well or to educate who you should vote but for. To, but to talk about topics and right. say, please vote for people who are pro-life or whatever you want right. to say that's okay could you do that mm-hmm. it is I, I get a kick out of we just got cable last week and one of the first commercials that came on was was justin trudeau and i won't make a comment mm. as to my political you know leaning but he's walking and he says stephen harper says i'm not ready well i'll tell you what i'm not have you seen this i'll tell you what i'm not ready for basically i'm not ready to see this country crash and burn i'm not ready to watch other leaders do i'm not i'll tell you what i'm not ready for so it's interesting to see these slanderous commercials going back and forth. Yeah. Um, and po- politics are, are one of those things, I find, at least in my experience, are kind of one of these taboo topics in Christian circles, at least, that unless you're really close with somebody, it's just kind of an issue you generally stay away from. I don't know if you guys would agree or if this has been your experience, but I think it's an interesting question it's, bringing to surface. No, I, I've had politi- jobs where the bosses say uh, no religion, no politics. Right. Period. Because it can get so heated so fast. <laughs> That, okay. I just came back from the from uh, Portland. I was visiting my family this last week on vacation, and that's pretty much all we talked about was politics. Yeah, it's fun. It's it's a yeah. little different, isn't it? I think it is different in the states. Well, I mean, they start the election process what two years it's in advance. Ridiculous. Like it, it is crazy. So, so how involved should the church be? Like, because I know we have candidates that will mm-hmm. be running in the elections, mm-hmm. and you know, 
but we don't bring them up front and say, mm-hmm. hey, this is whoever, you know, you should vote for them because they're a good Christian and uphold mm-hmm. Christian principles. Should we be doing that? Uh, no, I, I do not think that we should. I, I think that you teach somebody how to fish, you, you know. Yeah. You know what I mean? You teach them what they should be looking for. And I think we talk about what are the major issues uh, that are being discussed. And we do that all the time, whether that be euthanasia, abortion, or whatever mm-hmm. it might right. be, that you should have the wherewithal to know uh, what candidates support a Christian worldview. And if you don't, I mean, you need to get educated on that. You can't. This, this is a problem that I find in a consumer, lazy consumeristic culture is where and and the fact that humans have a propensity to want to be um, uh, fall into a cult. They want to mm. be they want to be led. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you got to take some ownership of yourself and and uh, and, and stop being told how to think and, and do some thinking for yourself. And, and we're seeing Ooh. that. I drop mean, that mic. Drop it. Drop it. <laughs> and we're seeing that where you have Donald Trump leading the polls in the U.S. Uh, even though we listen to him on the, the news or whatever, and we think this guy's like, I can't believe he's saying this stuff. Right. But yeah, people go, well, at least we know what he thinks. Yeah. Right. And it just kind of shows what people people want somebody who's just gonna be honest about what they think. They, Even if they they're tired of the things, right? they're tired it's of the just, political games. Yeah. And, that's true. At the same time, there's yeah. a deeper thing taking place where we know, take a cult for example, a charismatic mm-hmm. leader is yeah. going to be much more persuasive yes. than not, right? And so yeah. it's funny for me when I'm talking to people about about Trump is you find them getting caught up in in his charismatic sway, right? Mm-hmm. And and again, it's like you got to be careful about that. Yeah. But it's just like he's the ordinary Joe, except he's totally not an ordinary Joe. Right. But he's just saying what people are thinking a lot of times, yeah. right? And he yeah. just blurts. Yeah. He's real brash. But the whole but he's bra- yeah. but he's doing with a chariz- a certain kind of charisma. Because mm-hmm. those other candidates were were saying, uh, you know, when they had the the latest de- last debate, I mean, they were saying some harsh stuff too. Like they were mm-hmm. saying their mind, but not in the same way he's doing it. Yeah. Who, who's this uh, this one dude that's in the U.S. election that's saying there we should build a fence across Canada, like across the border, U.S. Canada border. Did you hear that? I didn't hear that. Yeah. What a dirtbag. <laughs> you can quote me. No more peace arch, you mean? No more no more peace arch where we can just go there and walk <laughs> through and Well, we don't want the these fence. dirty Canadians coming Man. to the US. Yeah. That's right. Man. Spending all our money there. But the <laughs> personality cult, I mean, we've seen that you saw that with the whole Obama thing too. Absolutely. Right? When yeah. Obama got elected, I mean, the country went crazy. I mean, he traveled around the world. He had he had thousands of people coming to hear him in Berlin yeah. for Pete's sake. And it's like this is guy. This guy has essentially done nothing his political career, Literally. and now he's going to get voted in as the president of the United States. People think he's going to be the savior. People talking about right. him like he's this political savior for your yep. country, and now here we are near the end of his two terms. And what's happened? Exactly, mm-hmm. silence. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> what was this? And so we're looking it? to that next. And you're looking for the next savior. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. As, as far as just coming back to Canadian politics. If, that's the kind of the the vein of this question, right? Particularly with Canadian politics, I I find it interesting. Even with the the teacher strike last fall, there was a vote, and I think oftentimes we take democracy for granted, and we don't recognize. Andy, you made a great point about we should teach, uh, particularly Christians, but people should know how to make an informed vote and how you know um, how to use the power of their vote. But I think oftentimes, and this would be my um, yeah, my comments are just that. 
we take it we take it for granted and it's just it's 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 amazing how it's disappointing how low the the, the numbers are with of, of how many people actually voted i, I can't right. remember what the numbers were for the teacher vote but everyone was blown away that it was it was 80 percent, which is really high of the number of teachers who went and voted and stuff but um you know every year sometimes it's 50 or 60 percent of the population who can vote who's eligible to vote actually took advantage of that and yeah i, th- I think we do need to recognize the, the gift and the blessing it is to be able to have a vote and have a say and use that and not just be lazy and uninformed uh, and let that opportunity pass us by so as a church i think yeah we ought to train um people how to make good good votes informed decisions so paul how involved in elections is god how involved in elections is god yeah paul well well, scriptures teach us that god places our leaders in authority over us so then why do we bother voting if god's gonna cast lots he wants to place Anyway, well, I guess he uses the vote to put that person in. So if we didn't vote, his person wouldn't get in. <laughs> but that, that'd See, be one... this, here's the tension of God's sovereignty and human responsibility, right? Augustine would be a, um, a complementarian on this issue. He would say that no, God's absolutely sovereign, mm-hmm. and people have absolute free will, um, and how that all works is a really good question, right? And and that, that, at the end of the day, is where I come... I mean, because prayer is the same way, right? I mean, take voting out of it. I mean, why, why do we pray? Yeah. Is, is God going to answer? Is he just going to do what he's always... what he's going to do, right? And the reality is, no, the Bible tells us we should pray because God listens to our prayers and your yeah. prayers actually matter. And you actually do have a free will and, and you can influence God. And so we do. Now, do we understand exactly how that all works? No. Uh, right. Am I confident that there's not a logical contradiction to all that? Absolutely. I don't think that there's a contradiction to it, but I don't necessarily understand how it all works. Right. I don't think that's a problem. Right. But even to take other political structures where voting isn't even a, even a thing in, in other parts of the world, uh, like we can be confident that that leadership of any particular country has been put in place by God, by his sovereignty through any structure we we've come up with we've established that's a great question though so as we look ahead to the canadian election i'm going to start with andy who's going to get elected truthfully i i have no idea as prime minister josh donaldson (laughs) mvp mvp that's a toronto Uh, blue jays player oh Oh. yes okay (laughs) uh honestly though i i really don't know because to me the the vote that I'm that I'm not sure of is what what are the young people going to vote, uh, and and when it comes to that I just I really don't know. Any guesses, Paul? <laughs> well, I mean, if you follow the polls, um, it's a three way race right now. Like, um, but you know, in uh, I think the last BC provincial election, if you followed the polls, you thought the NDP would have had a majority, and right. they ended up, and the Liberals ended up having a majority. So, you know, it could be that everybody's kind of, you know, playing the game, you know, not really knowing who to vote for right now. Or they they really think, oh, yeah, I really want to go with the NDP because I'm tired of Harper or whatever, whatever the thing is. But when it comes down to it, um, if you look at the the time that Harper's been in government, I mean, Canada's 
been pretty successful on the world stage. So I don't know. It could be that people go that way. But Gitch, you willing to step out on a limb here like <laughs> Andy and Paul aren't? <laughs> no. Wow. <laughs> no, I, I, I don't know. Thanks. Who am that. I voting? I'll tell you, I'm voting conservative. There wow, you know. you're letting it out there. I am. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I'm not I, telling I, anybody I else well. to, but I am. What if the candidate, though, like if you like, say the conservatives, you like them federally and you like what they stand for, whatever, and how they've led. Yeah. But but the guy running in your riding, the guy or the lady running in your riding is like just a real dirtbag. Like it's just not even necessarily true to conservative principles, sure. which sometimes can happen. Mm-hmm. Um, would you still vote then? Because you can only vote in your riding. Mm-hmm. So would you still vote conservative if you did not want that guy in? Would you? I don't know. I just come up with the questions. I don't have to, <laughs> I don't have to answer them. Well, I'd have that, a hard time with that one. Yeah, well, I had a hard time with the last election where you had a, a Mormon. Yeah. With the, for me being a U.S. citizen, with a Mormon running. Right. right. Yeah. I mean, what do you do there? Because I mean, yeah. yeah are you voting the individual or are you voting their party? Right. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's kind of both, right? Well, yeah. that's what ends up happening, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I remember that happening back in the 80s when I was a kid, <clears> and my parents kind of were really upset with the... Um, I, I, from, this is what I remember, at least. I think I was only eight years old at the time. But um, when, the, um, when uh, Mulroney brought in the free trade agreement and things, and there was a lot of controversy around that happening, and, and my, I remember my parents just being like, well, who do we vote for? Because really, it's who's the lesser of two evils here yeah. is kind of how they were feeling from what I remember. And sometimes that's just kind of, if you're going to exercise your right to vote, sometimes that's that's what you come down to is is who's the better of the worst here. Yeah. God, who, is, who, who influenced me which way to vote, right? You had your hand up, Andy, or your finger up. Oh, uh, he's trying to get cell cell reception. I think. <laughs> oh. No, well, no, I, I realized something mm. uh, that I needed to just make a correction. I, I said that Augustine's view is complementary. It's uh, that was the wrong word. <laughs> it's uh, uh, compatible with. So anyway, okay. We, so we should rewind and yeah. redo that. Well, I don't know how to do. Daryl, can you do that? Yeah. Start over. <laughs> All right, um, we've got a question here now on um, the essential doctrines of the faith. Hi, extra people. Like, we're, we're just the extra people <laughs> around. <laughs> By the way, uh, Trudeau has nice hair. I disagree. According to the ads oh. that the conservatives are putting out. He's not ready, but he's got nice hair. And he drives a nice car. Does he? From what I'm told. I did not know that. How would you identify essential doctrines of the faith? So which are essential and which ones are secondary? Many Christians differ on theological stances, but what would be considered core to a true Bible believer? Well, it's interesting. Uh, C.S. Lewis would call this mere Christianity. Yeah. Uh, I, I often refer to this as primary issues or primary beliefs. Um, another way that you'll often hear Jeff talk about it is uh, open and close-handed issues. And... This is something that I've had to think through with regards to, you know, different questions because some of them can get a little nuanced and difficult. But on the on the whole, I think what we're talking about is gospel uh, questions. Uh, what is 
key to the gospel and for the salvation of an individual uh, would be a primary issue. And and what would those be? Uh, those would be issues like, does God exist? Um, so, I mean, so clearly, some of them are really clear, are there, right? Are there so, five questions, Andy? <laughs> if only there was a series. Well, there's a great book out there. <laughs> Interestingly enough, that book, though, is... It's been translated into how many languages? Farsi. Um, English. Eng- wow. <laughs> can start. Can start. But that that's one of the keys, though, of, of why I chose those five is because those are five, uh, yeah. you know, primary issues. But, but, I mean, God's existence is like a simple one, right? Like, clearly, you need to believe in God or God's existence to to for the gospel to make you know any sort of sense whatsoever right which was which is why that lady who wanted to still be a pastor but said she's an atheist is just, just crazy ridiculous yeah. right yeah but go on Andy uh, okay so so then there's um, yeah, one of the other ways let me just let me back up and bring it another way because uh, we could give lots of examples but this I find this to be a helpful analogy and this is something uh, Jeff and I talk about is that you have the theological playground uh, or sandbox and you can play within that sandbox in that sandbox and that's orthodoxy. And once you start to creep outside of that sandbox, you, you start working your way out of orthodox Christianity and, and into something totally different in which you don't have the gospel. You have, say, Mormonism or mm-hmm. Jehovah's Witnesses or, mm-hmm. or whatever that might be. Um, and, and what I would say is the boundary often one of the boundaries in that play box is, is God's character mm. is who God is. Right. Once you start mm. this, one, this, this is where heresies come in, right? These are, these are these doctrines that begin to warp who God is. Um, God being all good, for example, um, a God being the creator, um, uh, or the Trinity, for example, this one is a huge one. You know, is is Jesus the the Son of God, or is he just Michael mm-hmm. the Archangel, right? Or is he just one of many gods, mm-hmm. and, and and he's just a really good one. Um, so th- these these are these would be uh, playground issues. Once you start once yeah. you start developing beliefs outside of that, you are outside of Orthodox Christianity. It's not leading to the gospel. What about original sin that we talked about at the beginning of the podcast? Is right. that an essential That would doctrine? be an essential yeah. doctrinal issue, absolutely. Another one. And, and, but So you can tease that out, right? Because yeah. if you were to get rid of that, well, you're distorting or you don't even need the gospel anymore. What, what's the good right. news, yeah. right? And then you also have to understand that there's a, there is, um, in theology, you know, we, you hear this idea of systematics, right? That, that things build on one another and there's, there's coherency in the whole, that these things make sense. The gospel makes sense. And original sin is one of the key ideas that makes the gospel make sense. Uh, like I was talking about earlier with being born into captivity. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Paul in, in 1 Corinthians tells us that uh, if Christ didn't die and, and rise again, then our faith is in vain. Um, yeah, it's, it's rubbish. It's rubbish. And we of all people are to most to be pitied. And so uh, mm. the, the the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ is absolutely paramount. And this is one of the earliest creeds faith. of the yeah. church. Yeah. As First uh, Corinthians chapter 15. Maybe one of the easier ways to try to answer this question in the future is if you're wondering if a doctrine, a certain doctrine is essential to ask, ask us. Like, what do you guys think on that versus just trying to list them all here? 
um, that might be a, another way we can approach this in future uh, podcasts. Well, that's that's always a key, right? Is yeah. you don't want to tr- if you try to list all the deviants of something. I mean, you just keep going on infinitum, right? It's what right. you want to know is what what is what is the gospel, yeah, and and understand the gospel well, and then when you see anything that is a distortion of the gospel, uh, I mean, that which are numerous, then you can spot those quite quickly. Isn't and and the, the other thing too is is the line where you would dis, where you would distinguish a closed-handed versus open-handed issue. I think sometimes the playground illustration is a little more helpful than than deciding, okay, should my fist be closed or opened with this particular issue. So, for example, Calvinism versus sure. Arminianism, right? Yeah. Um, is God's sovereignty an a primary issue? Is that an open or closed-handed right. issue? And and, and so, if you if you reject that God is sovereign, then that ought to be a closed-handed issue. God is sovereign. But yeah, so how that jo- how that sort of dance happens, yeah. And this is one of the things that I think is actually one of the strengths of Christianity. Uh, I don't see our denominations as a weakness. Mm-hmm. I see it as actually one of our strengths in that we, we have graciousness and that we should have graciousness with one another for a differing of opinion on these um, open-handed issues um, such as Calvinism or Arminianism. Uh, but that, but we are united in these close-handed issues, these these core doctrinal issues. Why didn't God just make it all really obvious for us that we wouldn't have to have these issues of interpretation? And yeah. you know, we read it this way. No, we read it this way. Like, well, I mean, one one way to answer that is the fact that we're not robots; mm-hmm. that we're all different. Um, you know, you as a as a, I'm sure if you, if we were to look at you and I, Darcy, you and I probably worship quite differently. We probably, we probably experience God in many ways differently as well. We, we commune with God in, in different ways. Like for me, one, one of the ways that I, um, one, one of the most ex- effective ways to refuel my spiritual batteries, if you will, is, uh, is solitude. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's the same way for you. Yep. You know? So we are the same. Oh right! Bad example. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, that is that is for you. Is it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, I and I think that's we're persons and we're all unique and we all have different personalities and uh, and and so I, I, you know, we're not cookie cutter. Yeah. yeah Paul, Paul, made, you made a good point last week uh, in last week's podcast about having. Um, you have to help me out. Unity within diversity. I Remember believe. that good Un- point you made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> unity, the, the only one. Yeah. Well, you can't have unity without diversity within it yeah and yeah. thus the university which is supposed to be unity amongst our diversity hmm. that's what university is only in hebrew though yeah it's hebrew darcy oh that's why <laughs> come I on didn't, didn't get that. is this is this a new book coming out no actually but you know the book i have another one on the burner though uh zombie culture it's coming out buddy really oh, oh yeah you already started writing it no no <laughs> but i'm thinking about it <laughs> that's where a lot of good ideas stop right there <laughs> we keep mocking you about your book though but it really uh has been very a helpful book for a lot of people i've gotten tons of positive feedback and i'm very thankful and yeah and people have uh, been strengthened in their faith i've gotten emails from people who've been strengthened in their faith and have come to faith so it's quite exciting i just wrote my name on mine on the cover and i wrote it in dust that's very, with oh. my finger. Oh, my gosh. oh wow! Yeah, Un- but see now <laughs> wow. my name's on it. So. You, that, wow. See, di- see, ditch. That's a, that's a rude comment. Yeah, like right after this positive <laughs> upbuilding, I'm trying to give him. I'm gonna kick him later. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Unbelievable. 
Wow. It's funny though. Good that's thing what he's I, only that, an intern. That's yeah. what I have to deal with right <laughs> here. Really? Oh, you're not. <laughs> Interesting enough, by the way. Yeah. This topic of zo- zombie culture. You got somewhere to go? Yeah, I do. I just looked at my watch. I actually have a meeting right now. Uh-oh. Uh We're we're heading to a uh, EPS in Atlanta or ETS in Atlanta this year, and uh, and what's ETS? Uh, Evangelical Philosophical Society, and that's theological. Easy. And then the ETS is Evangelical Theological Society. Uh, oh, they're, okay. oh, they're both at the same time. They both at the same time. That's confusing for people that don't know their alphabet. <laughs> or are less dexic. But I'll, I'll actually be speaking on the topic of zombie culture this year. Looking forward to it. To the whole group? No, no. Uh, it's actually an apologetics conference that takes place with that conference. Make it even more complicated for you. So uh, is this like the off-Broadway of... So it takes place kind like of, in yeah, somebody's... I guess so. It's kind of not the Broadway, but it's, it's not off the Broadway. Broadway. It's is off it okay. somebody's living room, or is there an actual convention? No, actually, it's it. at Johnson Ferry Baptist Church, which is Dr. William Lane Craig's home church. Oh, okay. wow. Yeah. That's pretty, pretty legit. I wondered if you're as brilliant as him, if you still need to even go to church. Well, Bill emails me periodically for oh, advice. Whoa, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bill. <laughs> I'm joking, by the way. That mm. never happened. So we're really quite fortunate <laughs> to have Andy yeah. with us today. Uh, uh, tear himself away from the crowds that continually follow him. Hey, well, thank you so much for <laughs> listening to our podcast. We're going to wrap it up because Andy has to leave. And uh, for it's okay. Get... You could just make a quick getaway. Yeah. Like, like failure last Can you week. hear that bus backing up? I'm just going to lay down here. <laughs> for Andy to get out of here, though, requires we move everything. We're in this tiny little room. Uh, again, if you have any questions, send it to extra at northview.org. And we certainly look forward to uh, seeing you this weekend at church. Go Blue Jays. Go Blue Jays.